Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Drop Your Buffs Podcast, where we recap the strategy, social game, and stupidity of each Survivor episode. Today, we have something fun for you guys. Ooh, do we? Do we, Hannah? The first fun thing we have is Dion in quarantine. I mean, quarantine Dion is like the most (laughs) fun thing around, right? And Hannah, it is day 14. This is the end of my run. I have one more sleep and then I am out of here. I'm so excited. Are you going to have like a last day uh, breakfast, like the survivors on day 39? (laughs) You're going to get some mimosa? I'm sure they will feed me. So I get fed at about 8, 8.30 in the morning, and then I'll be out of here closer to like 9.30. All right. Um, so that'll be something to look forward to. What I'm looking forward to right now <laughs> is that we are being joined by a very dear friend of mine mm-hmm. named me? Michael Albright. <laughs> yes, you, you, but also Michael. Mike, how are you going? Thank you for joining us. And look it's at that my- setup. It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, it's the Drop Your Buff podcast. I don't want to move my phone because I might have more uh, some technical issues, but I got like 100 buffs in front of my leg, so <sighs> you can't even see those. So. He's got the coolest Survivor setup. If you're not watching on YouTube, I just see so many Survivor things, and I only live like 30 minutes away from you, so I need to visit sometime <laughs> to see all this stuff. And just There's a out. bunch of G.I. Joes in the other room in front of this, but if you can wade through that, you're more than welcome to stop <laughs> by. and We can have a game night. We'll just play <gasps> six feet apart. So, <laughs> Yep, exactly. Uh, amazing. So, Mike, I do want to say that it is kind of our 10-year anniversary. So yeah. this of your time friendship? 10 years ago, Mike and I actually met for the first time at the Heroes versus Villains finale in the foyer oh of the hotel. The very first time we ever met in person because we had played in two um, online games at that point. One or, one played... or two by the you know, an online series by Brett Bauer. And my first, mm-hmm. my first remembrance of the person who would become Dion was I'm very <laughs> aware of my mom's an English teacher. So I was watching how people spell stuff and I was like, Man, there's some Canadian guy in here because he's throwing all these extra U's and everything. And I kept calling him when my confessional was the Canadian guy. The Canadian. We, played in, we were playing a game called Survivor Plow Redux. So it was a remake mm-hmm. of Plow. We all had characters. And I loved mm-hmm. it. When I, I, like, um, I like to play online games. I've never played a live game. And I like closed identity games because I'm a huge mm-hmm. threat in the community. So I get to absorb a character and I played the first season and Dion and I played in that season. I was redneck James. So I got to mm-hmm. be a crazy character. And I was like every, every quote redneck James had, I would put on the public boards and we were all characters. And then the next season we were the office mm-hmm. and I was uh, Stanley and a no. oh American guy. So I got to do all kinds of, you know, you know, Whine about That's, being an old, old black dude. So it was that was one of the dead giveaways of Mike every season. He committed to his character so much and would just quote them the whole time. And everybody's like, it's "Well, Mike. it's Big Mike." Yeah, right. And then I, what would uh, happen he, to me, Dion? What, what, everyone knew who I was, so what would always happen? You voted well, out. What was it? Twelve. Well, Twelfth place because 12th you can't place. let that person get on. Not only can they not get into the end of the game, but you just got to tease them with a jury spot and not give it to them. 
<laughs> Classic. It's like, what? So close, so close, the poor guy. But you know what, Mike? I wasn't too far after you because I was always ninth place. Except for the, um, the office. I think I placed like sixth, um, sixth or seventh. So that for me was like, I improved and, and never again. So, <laughs> but like in saying that, this was 10 years ago. I was living and playing these games in Australia. I had never met any Survivor contestants. Mm-hmm. We played these two online games. And then we arranged to have like a reunion and we're like, let's do it in New York. The Heroes versus Villains finale is going to be there. Um, we'll get together. And it ended up being one of the most incredible experiences of my life. Like my young adult life, I was 20 years old, got on a plane, met up with strangers that I met wow. online. <laughs> wow. You know, everything that you're told not to do. And they've become lifelong friends. And, and look that where was you are now. <laughs> Right, and Heroes versus Villains finale was the first time that I had, I think, I'm pretty sure it was John Vitejo said to me, hey, we're actually thinking about doing a live game in the future. You should think about applying. So this was like just when Survival Challenge was starting to be spoken about becoming a thing. did, uh, (laughs) did you follow what they were posting or did someone reach out to you to fill you in that it was happening? Is that too inside info? So this, oh, no, no. <laughs> so this is like um, survival um, challenge. When survival related? challenge started, did someone tell you, or or uh, did you I, find out? I was out? there when well, there was that initial conversation and the rumblings, but I was at the pool when Bob and John actually created the, the game. Oh yeah, yeah. But Dion's talking about a year before, and I met John at that finale, Heroes versus Villains, which is insane. What? That's the same time I met him as well. Oh my I didn't gosh. realize that was a f- your first time meeting him as well because he had just had um, the Survivor Samoa experience. He bought, like, he, he mm-hmm. won an auction where he and his daughter um, got to go to the island mm-hmm. whilst the season was filming. Dang. And so when we were speaking, he's like, yeah, I was on location. And it was like, whoa, like, you know, this person. And then, you know, obviously Jen, um, she then um, was fortunate enough to be cast as a dream teamer. So she got to work on the next two seasons. So I met her prior to her even having recorded those two seasons. Um, and I had been in touch with the dream teamer prior to that. So I connected with her yeah. um, relating like... Because this dream teamer I got in touch with because she was on a show called Endurance, which I was yep. a huge fan of. Yep. It was like a teenage survivor. So like, and like even just recently I reached out to her because she was saying that she had started watching Endurance all over again. Like now that we're in quarantine, everything <laughs> from our past is coming back and it's just making sense of where we are now. And it just goes to show that you can reach out to a stranger online right? and you don't know where that's going to take your life. You don't know so- where... You're yeah, going to be like, in 10 years time. meet up with your online friends, make those random survivor connections, fly to random places <laughs> and meet them and just see what happens. I mean, there's what's the risk in putting yourself out there, right? Right. I've got some amazing make- friends for like that, just, just doing what he's talking about, what we did, what <laughs> we what I've done with other folks. I don't know the percentage of my social contacts on Facebook, but I'll, I think. 80 plus percent of them have to be affiliated with Survivor in some freaking yeah. way. So. Yeah. Yep. It's a funny. Every now and then I'll like either be going through my friends on Facebook or someone will post and I'll be like, who is this person? And I'll be like, oh, I played in an online game with them nine years ago. I'll see how they're going. Love it. But we it's actually, like, it's so true. Kind of like a spoiler alert, but when we have the rapid fire questions, we do have a question for Mike that has to pertain to what we're talking about. 
Oh yeah. Okay. So <laughs> look, I'm I'm gonna get to the rapid fire questions before I let Mike uh, further introduce himself. Sorry. Okay. That was yeah. The, I, was I like, know because there's how something in the this? questions, you know, yeah. that are like. So I was like, I'm gonna do this first, and then I'm gonna let him take. <laughs> The platform because Mike is a very interesting person for you, for for you, for all of you out there who are unfamiliar with him. And I'm sure he will introduce himself in the best way possible because I cannot put words to the justice that is Big Mike Big slash Mike. Little Mike slash Michael Bright slash Michael O'Bright. You have so many names. <laughs> I have a bunch of nicknames. I always had them. I I was called uh, O'Doyle in college from uh, Billy <gasps> Madison. So O'Doyle yeah. rules. <laughs> yeah, that was freshman sophomore year. So yeah, hilarious. All right, so shall we get to rapid fire questions? Yeah. So Mike, what we do is when we have a guest on, we ask them like some some quick fire just questions about Survivor. So buckle up. <laughs> you ready? <sighs> I They're hope easy. so. They're fine. Oh. <laughs> All right. No, these are fine. Hannah did write them. I'm just saying them. All right, let's go. <laughs> First question. Who is your favorite survivor? Uh, Lex Vandenberg. He was the second survivor I met in Lincoln, Nebraska at a charity event. I met him in a frozen food section of a grocery store with what? seven <laughs> other survivors. We were at a charity event and they were around the city earlier in the morning and I got to three of the five grocery stores with my mom and my sister and we drove 13 hours to do that. So Lex was the second Whoa. cast member I met and, or sorry, eighth cast member. He was at the end of the tables, but he was, <laughs> I saw him first. So yeah. Okay. Oh, it's so cool. He's and, a good egg. And you know, the cool thing about Lex, do you want to share about your wedding? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I tweeted Jeff probes that he was too cool for school, but my real want was that, uh, Lex Vandenberg's an ordained minister. So he, he married Isabel and I in a survivor themed, uh, wedding. And Hannah was our videographer and a bunch Still of, I got to get you the full file. <laughs> yeah. I need that full file. Yep, we, I do. We, we, we lit torches instead of a unity candle and we voted. I do instead of say I do. And someone played it at hidden <laughs> immunity idol. It was, I can't believe my wife let me do that. So <laughs> that's why that's he's the best. She's the best. Yeah. All right, so the second question. What is your favorite location of a survivor season? Um, definitely Africa, the most exotic season, the, the arguably the most intense. No one, other season, that, other ones had exotic animals, but nothing like Africa. There weren't mm-hmm. armed gunmen around Ooh. camp. Like, that was Africa. There were people getting IV secretly. It was so intense. Oh, people, really? Oh, people, my gosh. People almost got medevac. There was no medevac from Scoop into Bruce Congai, but there probably could have been in Africa if there weren't some uh, IVs you didn't see on TV. So. Wow. Inside Interesting. info. I love that. I love that stuff. All right. The next question. What is your favorite type of challenge to watch? Is it like an endurance challenge, a physical challenge? Is there a challenge in particular? I like anything that we don't see all the time, like the repaints and the redux, something, something, and then a puzzle. Like anything that was unique and different. Mm-hmm. And back when they were themed towards the culture of where they were, those mm-hmm. were all better. And I loved old endurance challenges. Yes. Like the thing from Palau that took 14 hours. Like you've got to prove Dion it. was just not, talking about just, that. <laughs> all, all of it ends in a puzzle. And I just, puzzles are great. I want cast to have a high IQ, but. Do some endurance. Do something different. 
Yeah, Mike, mm-hmm. last episode, I went on a rant about how I'm so sick of these endurance challenges that are on a narrow ledge. We're just watching yep. people fall off a narrow ledge, and it's boring. Mm-hmm. I want to see people with their arm in the air for as long as they possibly can handle. With yeah. their elbow I, movements, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and like I even said for this, you know, edge uh, challenge for everybody coming back. I want to go old school. I want to go out back. I want logs in the water and I want to see how long people will stand on a log to come back into this game. Yeah. Because for me, that would be incredible. But we already saw that that's not going to be the case. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How many? Okay. So this is the question that I really <laughs> wanted to leave for you to like indulge in. How many survivors have you met? I should have prepped a little more just to make sure. I'm thinking, oh, you, you usually have the number right on top of your head. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it's 562 because it, it was going to be a certain number, but then the last finale, there was the Dan situation and Elizabeth and what? Jack. So just I, kidding. I had, an, yeah. I had an initial number in my head, but I th- think it's 562. I think. Um, okay. Follow-up question is, can you like think of people, I don't know. Is there like a, that's a huge number. So my next question mm-hmm. is like, are there people from past seasons that are like the, the lost person that you never got to meet and you'll like, you know, oh. the person like, like the Pokemon that you I, can't catch. Like there's one for have, certain I can't meet and beyond my know who the one I can't meet. The one of the ones that right. was my white whale forever was Greg Buis. He was one of my favorite players oh, from Borneo. Yeah. And he came to give kids the world in 2013. So they have that big party upstairs. I don't know if either of you have gone. And it's always super hot. And I was down in the bar. I was still really heavy then. And I saw Greg walk in the hotel. And I don't get, you know, excited around survivors anymore just because I'm used yeah. to them. It's kind of cool. I'm just like, most of them know me before I meet them. But Greg, I was like, dude, you're, you're really awesome. Like, go check in. But I, I really want to talk to you. And he, he didn't even go to the party. He hung out with his wife and me down in the lobby by the bar and we just talked and he, he saw all my Borneo stuff and was like, maybe I'm the reason he never came back, but he was just really excited <laughs> and like, somebody even cared. And he's one of the ones that was so obstinate in season one, like led the thing to vote out probes at the first Pagong tribal council. And that's why <laughs> probes and Greg, they didn't like each other. And then, and then Jeff kind of realized like, Hey, it's, it's a game show. It's for fun. Yeah. Greg right. was, I loved him. Well, I do have a special request on that topic. I love your story about when you met Mad Dog. What was she? Is she oh. from Australia? Yeah, Outback. Mad Dog or Patricia? Because <laughs> Mad Dog was at a charity event. Patricia was on the way back from a charity event. Are you talking about, am I only uh, going to someone's house? Wait. Are you talking about Mad Dog? I thought Mad Dog was the one that Mike you went to her house. Was it Patricia? It was Patricia Jackson from Marquesas. We we left uh, yeah. Give Kids the World, and we were driving from Florida back to Ohio. And my friend Tasha and Mandy, it's in the middle of the night, and we're just running some numbers, and we're like, we're going to be going right by where Patricia lives. Like, <laughs> and we knew where she – we somehow knew where she was, and it's the only time I've ever done it. I knocked on her door, no, and I said – well, I knocked on her door. It was 8 o'clock in the morning, and I go I – was su- I was super nervous. Like, I was getting, like – a flop sweat and I was worried to death and I knocked on the door and I go, Patricia, my name's Big Mike. I'm a huge fan of Survivor. Can I just say hello and talk to you about the show for a minute? And she said, all right, come in. And she let my friend and my, my her, she let some random 500 pound guy and these two 
these two women just come into her house and she talked to us for 45 minutes about more cases. Oh my gosh. It was just a crazy experience. And I've got a picture with Patricia. So, (laughs) and then we got it in our blood and we tried to find, there's only two from token genes I had met. So we, we stopped by Jerry, Jerry Sims house, the military guy that was in early boot. And he, he wasn't home. But then we at least called Big Tom on the way back and we're like, hey, we're swinging through Virginia. Do you mind if we stop by for you know, about an hour? And he's like, oh, hell, Big Mike, sure, come on over. So oh, like, I love right. it. I love it. Gosh, oh, gosh, that's amazing. Well, you, okay, so you've had so many wonderful experiences with survivors. Now, we love getting the inside scoop. We love getting the back, behind the scenes tape. <laughs> and we get a very edited version of a lot of the contestants. But has there been a contestant that hasn't necessarily been as polite as the others to you? Oh, Don't spill yeah, any tea. Sure. I've got a, there's a, there's for a our list 40 of listeners. <laughs> for the 40 <laughs> listeners, my, I always call them my three least favorite survivors and it's not for anything on the TV show. I always, Ooh. I always watch the people and I don't judge them until I meet yeah. them or try to interact mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. So That's my, actually, it's actually, I'll say Four. There's four on my list right now that are just buttheads. Uh-huh. The first one is Shannon Elkins from Nicaragua. Okay, I have to Google um, this. He he was the second. He, he, he called. <laughs> he asked Sash if he was gay at the, at the tribal yeah. council. Oh. He had t- he took some of my property to the green room to get signed because we had had a conversation and I thought we were going to be cool about it. Then we had some beef there. Um, Did he give the stuff Shambo, back? Shambo from Samoa wouldn't hang out with any of her fellow castmates, didn't get the fan favorite, so then she wouldn't take pictures or sign autographs at the after party. So I don't like that. And then probably the two worst people to interact with is Shireen doesn't want to sign autographs. She'll take pictures, she'll talk Survivor, but she was pre-gaming for season 31 with Spencer, and I I said hi to Spencer and didn't see her because I already knew Spencer. And I think I kind of got her worked up, and then she didn't want to sign any autographs and then mike white was the same way he wouldn't even acknowledge oh yeah he was not having a good after party life was he he had some uh use things he was dealing with in that season and yeah controversy that i believe that his family visit was where someone gave him uh, stuff at the family he got some stuff and i think it gave him a boost but i i didn't find him that entertaining i don't i don't think drinking wine and falling over is a great survivor player (laughs) it's not a great player it's a great gift though but you know even even some of the current cast like boston rob first couple years before he married amber was very rude oh yeah i could totally imagine that he wouldn't sign he wouldn't take pictures he i don't get that he fell into the ohio river at an event that tasha had (laughs) down in cincinnati like I've seen him do some crazy stuff, though. So. But Amber That's... calmed him down, and I was there the day they met. And it wasn't an All-Stars. It was at a charity event that same morning. No way. way. That is so cool. Yeah, I've heard the stories about how they were kind of already interested in each other before All-Stars happened. Mitchell Olsen set it up. He was a mutual friend. And there's all kinds of others. We'll talk off the record, and I got all <laughs> kinds of stories. I don't want to say some of the ones I know. So. Okay, I and can't wait. Just, you, you mentioned Mitchell Olsen. If anybody is not following him on Facebook, which you probably can't because he's got the notable Facebook 5,000. He has 5,000 friends. You can't have more than 5,000 friends on Facebook. Oh, you can't? He is an, no, you can't. Oh. But he is an absolute delight. 
He'll post every now and then. He'll do polls of this or that. He, um, he'll talk about his husband a lot and how they have differing opinions. And he's like, are you on Mark's side or are you on Mitchell's side? Like, they're <laughs> a, He's so fun to follow. Um, if you are lucky enough to get a spot in the Facebook 5000, because every now and then he'll get rid of someone and he'll put a new person in. Oh. He makes a post saying this is the new member of the Facebook no. 5000. Okay, you guys and have to like give me like a recommendation. Like, you just like, said it, like you might be able to track. Yeah, I can try to text them for you and see if we can get something <laughs> yeah. going. I got to get but my like, resume together. Like, if it was to be like, you know, Hannah Fleming is the new member of the Facebook 5000, <laughs> there will be comments, like 500 comments underneath it being like, welcome, Hannah. <laughs> so good to have you. Like, it's really sweet. He's <laughs> I'm dying. Such a great, per- he's a, such a great person from Survivor history yeah. that, um, you know, I don't know how. You know, be it that this season has a lot of talk about OG players, you know, we've got people like Lex, you know, there was even, you know, Mitchell was talking about how there was a charity event, um, sorry, not Lex, uh, Ethan, okay, um, like- Mitchell was talking about how, um, you know, Ethan did a charity event that was soccer related and yeah. then he got like Mitchell on a team and then after like one like, little round on the field, he was like, hey, Mitchell, how about we'll get you on something else? <laughs> Mitchell's, so, just a- Mitchell's not very yeah. athletic, so yeah. Is he from Australia too? Am I remembering? He's seven or- feet tall. He's uh, that guy. Yeah, yeah the tall guy from... The first, t- the, the first double tie that they had to go to the tiebreaker. Wow. And they did it old school way, which was who has had votes cast on them before. And it was oh, Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Yep. That, yeah. Oh, man. I like that. I think that's fair because, I mean, you, you should be accountable for tribal council. So I kind of like that old school stuff. Do not bring that to survival challenge. <laughs> We will. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. No. Well, that's our rapid fire questions, isn't it? Unless Sorry, is there we're anything else? so rapid fire. But... Well, I love how. I mean, I'm fine if we're just gonna like stoke the fire of the rudest survivors that Mike has ever met. Like, we could just hang out here for a bit. I love the tea. Oh, gosh. But there's 99 percent that are that are simply amazing. That, yeah. That are that are just great people. So. Hmm. Very cool. Um, should we jump into the episode? Should we do it Let's or should we just keep talking? It. I don't know. We <laughs> can talk whatever you want to do. So, <laughs> no, Mike's here to party. Well, okay. Um, well, Mike, what are you thinking about the uh, the season so far? Like your thoughts going into it, how you think it's been playing out, and all that. <laughs> it's really hard to be super objective because I've I've literally met everyone there and everyone right. that could have been there. There's some. I'm not going to get into the casting because that's all SCG determined that survivor entertainment group, but there were some people I was, I thought should have been there that weren't. And there was some BS kind of connections, like why like hatch isn't there with what happened last season. Yeah. What happened in all star, you know, like Bob, who's a good friend of mine. Like I thought, I think it was just interesting who got cast, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't like, old school folks getting decimated. I just, right? that, it was hard to watch. And I, I like all, they're all good people. I'm friends with them all, almost all of the winners and it's just rough to watch, but there were some amazing moments throughout the season. Like with, with Ethan, I've seen him battling cancer at the yeah. 10 year reunion. He couldn't even come because of his chemo. And they were back then, Jenna was still his girlfriend. They were mm-hmm. doing live feeds so people could give shout outs to Ethan. So I Aww. like, I've seen mm-hmm. like, I've I've bought stuff from Africa this season to support his charities. Like he's a he's a really good friend. So to watch him run up and down, like 
got emotional because I usually cry at the family visit mm-hmm. every year. And then they had this super family visit where like <laughs> everybody had family. Like they filled an entire plane. Even Sandra got her family. It's crazy. Oh, inside info. Sandra at Ponderosa got her family. She did it even, even with, you know, pulling the flag and she got a bunch of heat and Sandra doesn't give two shits. No. But- no. no. <laughs> it was like, yeah, my family came. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> I can get loud, too. Yeah. What did you think about that, Mike? What did you think about her pulling the flag? I think Sand. and I even texted her right when it, after it happened, like, you know your game. Like, you, you're, you're not really good at the challenges. You're a good strategist and a social mm-hmm. player. And she wasn't probably going to come back even if everyone gave her a fire token. Right. So it was a smart move for her. Yeah. You know, Sandra and I have our own history too. We played in a huge online game and she unfriended me for like four years. So (laughs) that's Sandra to get her friendship back. So I think she knew what she was doing and people can give her a hard time. And I don't like when the fans attack the cast. Yeah. Social media because they're, they're human beings. We see 42 minutes from 72 hours plus footage just for one episode. There's, and there's all kinds of stuff that's happening that, like stuff I don't even know about that there's stuff going on. So I yeah. lay off the people, you know, the stuff with like every people like closing down Twitter. Like that's just, Oh, crazy. I know that happened. What last week? Um, but yeah. Um, I don't know what I was saying, but sorry. Yeah, what I, happened? I, what, what was the Twitter thing? Um, Nick well, shut her Twitter down again and Adam shut his down and other players have just cause they're getting bombarded by random people that think they know who they are because they saw something on their TV. Yeah. Right. Getting a lot well, of hate. For, for our listeners out there, I encourage you not to reach out <laughs> to these people with negative <laughs> energy. These people give up their time to entertain you when in, in yeah. like the reality of this is they give up their like a month or so of their time to go to an Island and struggle. Yes. There's a money cash prize at the end and yes they but, chose to be on tv yeah like we give right. that but but they're not like- choosing to be bombarded by you know joe schmo in the middle of this place in the middle of nowhere How did that's you know not my, what they signed up for uh, my other handle how did you know joe schmo joe schmo that. in the middle of nowhere <laughs> yeah um yeah that's my that's my like, uh, fake one ha- where I you had to- your camera turned the other day to your screen and i could see Dang. Um, <laughs> but yeah we're all here for fun let's not like you know piss you know in what? anybody's pocket let's all endure and let go <laughs> yeah. Woosa. What's, what's that thing she put at the end of that woosa woosa is that like an iowa thing where is she from idaho she's from iowa i think iowa. That, is that a yoga yoga deal maybe or <laughs> one of those not yoga it's something like the other thing body i don't know like I think i'm gonna it's google something. it but from bad boys too well mike okay so you were talking about how like sandra's going to struggle to get back with a challenge so we have already talked about challenges a little bit is do we think i say we because we can get in on discuss the discussion as well but Mm -hmm. is there a better way to pitch a challenge for people to return to the game that doesn't take place in the form of the challenges that we're seeing them run i'm not sure the format i think like a one-time deal like the whole premise of a you know, Redemption Island or this Edge of Extinction. Like, the whole premise is whack because it goes against, you know, the votes should matter. Oh. And once you're voted out, you're gone. Yes. But then yes. the process to come back, it should be a kind of a – I think it should be a one-time deal. 
right before, during, or right after the merge. Yep. It shouldn't be mm-hmm. at the end. There shouldn't be, here's an idol. We're going to go make fire. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the people that are left, some of them had some pretty controversial wins for their first time. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony had his inflated idol. People mm-hmm. online didn't like the way Sarah played. Ben mm-hmm. was winning oh, immunities and then didn't win immunity. Then they finally, they changed the format to this whole fire-making thing. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. And there's been some fun moments, but it's a load of crap, really. And, yeah. And then Denise, in her season, she, she you know, what, beat Scoopin and uh, Blair from Facts Alive, so. Lisa. <laughs> Lisa Blair. Lockshaw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, uh, so okay. So, so just, but um, if we did see Sandra stay, like, what what scenario could Sandra stay and win a competition? Like, does if, that exist? If there was a challenge of talking the most shit about somebody. Sandra would. <laughs> Sandra would. If it was how to burn somebody's hat. Or, Do you, you think know, like, if we had the Palau um, stand on a log in the middle of the ocean endurance? Where you, they just have to be there. Oh, it was mm-hmm. wait, were they hanging on the pole in Palau, or were they standing on it? They were it kind of standing boy. on the bottom and like putting their arms around it. Okay, so like, do you think Sandra could do that? Like, could she? Is she someone who wouldn't endure if it wasn't like physically hard? I really don't think she could. I think it would be a different format mm-hmm. for her if she were to win. Yeah. Wait, but she she did she did do a challenge in in Pearl Islands where they had the pieces of wood floating in the water. That's the one that Lil won because Sandra. Oh yeah, Sandra they just, went like, out sat first. On it? What did they do? Did they they do? had to squat or something. They, oh, they had to just like balance. Yeah. And and because she did squats, Boy Scout leader Lil beat beat down <laughs> Fair Play, which was crazy. <laughs> yeah, he was so scrawny. I thought he could just sit there for five days, right? But, he, mm-hmm. Go he Lil. By Lil. <laughs> and our first controversial uh, controversial returnee coming in and making it to the final two. There you go. Way back when. Oh, yeah. All right. So how, how, how did this episode start? What did we see? What was the first thing? Uh, we well, getting? we saw them get back from tribal council. Michelle's pissed. And, like, <laughs> I think she has it right when she tells Nick. Well, yeah, when she tells. No, this was. Sorry, I'm trying to, I'm thinking of the second time they come back and she's pissed at Nick for voting out Jeremy. But, um, but, um, but she talked to Jeremy in the first episode. Yeah. So they talk, yeah. So they talk together in the first episode and, um, and she is confused and she's like, why, if they're not going to vote for Jeremy, why aren't they telling me that they're not going to vote for Jeremy? Because she clearly doesn't want to vote for Jeremy. And mm-hmm. it's just like, th- I feel like that was the theme of this two-hour episode was no one is strategizing with Michelle. Michelle mm-hmm. is still in it, but but she is constantly talking about how she's not a part of what's going on. And she mm-hmm. knows it. And she's trying to get everybody else on board to... Mm-hmm. um the people who are not in the in the uh the core alliance she's well, trying to get what, something together and nick is not paying attention and mm-hmm. what i will say about michelle so is mm-hmm. yeah like just quickly on the michelle thing it's she she's getting that edit that we don't necessarily see each season which is there are people who aren't in on what's going on but not from lack of trying 
Yeah. Like she's clearly trying to get involved and so many people are like, but they didn't do this, but they didn't do that. But she is trying. Mm-hmm. She's trying to get her head in there. She's trying to get on people's good side. She's trying to be an extra number. So if somebody gets to the end saying, and then everybody's like, well, you didn't do X, Y, and Z. And she's like, I didn't get a choice in that. I interacted with every single person. I made my peace with everything. And I think another person who had a similar experience was, you know, um, Sandra in Heroes vs. Villains, you know? They were kind of like bulldozing and she's like, well, all right, well, if the heroes aren't going to listen to me, well, then I'm going to, you know, it's like, so that's kind of... And she had a fair amount of baggage, I think, for the winners just because... I, I equate it to Sophie, like her and Sophie and Natalie White, when they won, we didn't know much about them. We and yeah. For Natalie White, it was the Russell Hands show like crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For Sophie, it was Brandon Hans and it was Coach mm-hmm. and Ozzy. Mm-hmm. And then for, um, Michelle. for Michelle, it's, you know, like Aubrey, 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 mm-hmm. Aubrey, Aubrey. Mm-hmm. And they didn't Ty. let us know who <laughs> she was. So right after her season, I was talking to him like, we don't dislike you, Michelle. And I said, personally, it's like, I don't dislike you. We was, we were presented that Aubrey or Ty were probably going to win it. And you were just there and they didn't tell us your story. So I was like, that's the reason people I girl. have yeah. an issue with you is that we didn't expect it to happen. Then it happened. Then people were upset that it wasn't Aubrey or Yeah, because we loved Aubrey both. and Ty. Yeah. And I, I also think that a lot of that is on the audience member that's watching because I, I believe watching those three seasons by the end, those were the three people I wanted to see win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the common thought yeah. when it comes to oh, those totally. three seasons. Yeah. And um, I do know when I was watching um, South, not South Pacific. Um, yeah. South Pacific. Right. Yeah. Um, when I was so watching the, that, mm-hmm. I, I did get to the end and go, you know what? I wouldn't hate to see coach win, but I do believe that Sophie did more. Because, you know, she obviously isn't a coach archetype. Um, But then, you know, you could say the same thing. Natalie isn't uh, Russell Hance, but she kind of had to deal with him. I would vote for her to win just having to deal with him (laughs) for 39 days. Russell's no joke. And I'm a dude. And I'm like, dude, just relax. Like, he's he's skeevy around the ladies. So. Oh, I can totally mm. see that. So here's the thing. Michelle has clearly not been on the right side of the votes for many, many votes, you know, not to count the one that her Tony, Nick and Jeremy flipped on Sophie's. Um, mm-hmm. So Ugh. Michelle, if she's not in charge of the votes, but she is socially connecting with so many people, she's showing that she's an underdog. I mean, every jury roots for the underdog, right? Like if she really makes it does. to the end, there, there's quite the number of people that would vote for her but then there is the thought that this is winners at war are the winners going to vote for someone who didn't have that much of a hand in the votes you know are they do they want to vote for the person who had the most authority when it comes to the votes you know what i mean uh the mm-hmm. vote outs so i've just i really think from the edit the stuff we're getting about well, michelle i see her winning this game I can see her taking whoever returns Mm -hmm. from the edge. I think she will take the person from the edge as one of her numbers because to go against the core that's going right now, maybe Mm -hmm. Denise will come with her and they will be a solid three. I mean, hopefully Denise, but I don't know what Denise is doing, by the way. (laughs) I don't know who Denise thought she will be going to the end with. I love Denise. We were all so Mm -hmm. excited to see Denise. And then I'm Mm -hmm. just, I'm writing my notes for this episode. Like, 
Denise, what are you doing? You're saying that you're not giving up, but you're also not telling us what you're doing. Yeah. So anyways, I, I, the whole thought of being just like, I can see Michelle winning, but it's like, is it really going to happen? Okay. So you, you, you mentioned a few things there. <laughs> many, many things. Okay. I just went on a little so, rant. <laughs> first things first, you were like, maybe they'll want to, her to win at the end. I don't know if this is the fact, but from what I've seen, mm-hmm. I'm under the impression that Michelle has received the most fire tokens from people leaving the game. Oh, yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. Like, so they're would, rooting for her. Yeah. Like, she just got an extra two, right, from Nick? Yep. Jeremy, two. Oh, wait. Um, did Nick even give them when he left? Because I know that they had to use... I this was the last day that we saw fire tokens, right? Yeah, I don't think we saw Nick. Yeah. I think they're in Kentucky, so... Yeah. So, so the thing is like, so, okay. So people have been giving fire tokens to Michelle. She keeps getting fire tokens. She keeps being able to buy things. People like her. People are not necessarily, the people left in the game don't necessarily like her, <laughs> but right. she's getting a she lot has of more people from, on the jury who likes her <laughs> and that's right. where they need to be. <laughs> now also in, on the topic of Denise, cause Denise is also somebody who's received tokens from people from the edge you know when we're thinking about it ben came out today and said he's received no love from people leaving the game denise has gotten tokens sarah's gotten a few tokens tony got none um because he had to win his um so you know in terms of people you know it was (laughs) but the thing is like it's just the the women who are receiving fire tokens from the people on the edge so as far as i'm concerned they're the people in the final three that are going to have the most love um, and the most, the, the biggest chance at winning. So even though people are like, what is Denise doing? You know what? We're seeing Denise play the game of, I want to get to the people, get to the end with people who have been playing a completely different game yeah. to me. I don't want to sit next to two, two people who are arguing. No, that was my choice. No, that was my Which choice. Which would be Tony and Sarah. Right. Tony, Sarah, Ben and Sarah, Ben and Tony. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they all have a- kind of, a situation where yeah. Tony loses in the final. That just blows my mind. He's getting a great edit. I think in-game, it's either he or Michelle, and out-of-game, that stuff at the end with Natalie was just like, I've got all these tokens, and I'm eating peanuts. Like, mm. if, she, if anyone comes back, it, it could be her, and if she comes all the way back from first out, the game is broken. Yeah, Survive there's no way. The, I don't think the jury would vote. For, ugh, they would be, they're friends with them, they? but they wouldn't. There. But here's the thing. The other thing with Natalie is... Are you going to – she's got three advantages. She's one of the strongest people out there. Not women, the strongest people out there. What's the chances of her not getting in with three advantages and a stomach full of peanut butter? Yeah. We saw what it did for Tyson. Yeah, she's coming back. I, I think I would, so. I would love to see her plead her case at the end. I don't want to see her win. I, you, I, you know I love Natalie, but I don't want to see another edge person win. I know that's the game. That's not the game I like. I love watching it. I, me and Dion have talked about how we love the content we're getting from the edge, which is actually kind of controversial because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't. But we love mm-hmm. the, the stuff happening on the edge. That's not the game mechanic that I'm okay with. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, I'm happy. Give her second place. Let her get... Yeah. It, I'm pretty sure there's a second place cash prize. Is it still 50? Oh, yeah. Well... Would it be It'll up be to a... like in all stars? This is going to be yeah. inflated. I don't know what the what there'll be, but it's going to be inflated. So, yeah, I was going to say because in all stars we had um, America's Choice. They did an extra episode and they awarded an extra million dollars to America's Choice, and then and then Rob got two fifty instead of a hundred grand, and there were it was all bumped up. 
even the first boo usually gets 2500 and tina got 25 grand so yeah yep i want uh, i want natalie to get that mo- that money <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. my girl well either way she'll either get first boot 25 or she'll get <laughs> you know whatever she ends up getting but um i i think that it's a good chance that we're going to see natalie in that case we're actually going to have four women in the final six which it's been a while since we've seen that many women at, in the end game. And what a season to oh. have four women at the end game. I think it's extremely fitting, and I think we need to see that. Especially the number because of women they, have won. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, we haven't had Sarah's a the last oof. female winner, which is insane. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Was, that was 36. Four, yeah. 34. Oh, look at me. I was way off. Um, That's close. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyways, man, I just. And like I don't know, I feel. Can we go ahead and start talking about what could happen with all the idols in the finale, oh, sure. or is this too I soon to talk about? Race board, and so we can map it out. I, so. I was texting Dion, like I was like, like right after the episode, I was like, Dion, I just want to talk about all the permeations. Is that the word? Mm-hmm. Per- permutation. I believe permeations? so. Yeah. Permeation, <laughs> of yeah. permeations of all the ways that the idol play is going to go down. So here is my prediction: is I, I mean, Natalie or Tyson, but I believe it. Natalie comes back with an idol. Mm-hmm. We have Ben with the idol. We have Tony with the idol. I so. already said that Michelle and Natalie are going to, Michelle's going to scoop up Natalie, like girl. And they were together mm-hmm. at the beginning. Like she, Michelle was on her side. So they're going to form an alliance. They're going to want to pull in someone, hopefully Denise, mm-hmm. to join them. But if mm-hmm. not, that's okay because they have a 50% chance that the idol will be played on one of them. The the other number, there's only four other people. Sorry, guys. Oh man, are they going to um, are they going to s- split the vote two and two? If Denise doesn't, okay. Anyways, if they don't if they don't flip, any of the four flip, are could they um, split the votes on Natalie and Michelle, and then there'd be a two 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 vote going on. But then if that's happening, then Tony's gonna play his idol and then if tony plays his idol ben's playing his idol and then who do we have left you know what i mean like it'd be one of those kimmy things from uh what the hell was that second chance second chances oh my gosh and that's where jeff literally took out the whiteboard in the finale <laughs> yeah that happens when there's a tie and idols are played i i know that now yeah <laughs> last survival <laughs> challenge yeah <laughs> good times um but that being said, so do you guys think that if Tony plays his idol, is Ben automatically going to do it or vice versa? Do you think, like, if they see one of them do it, will they, the other one do it? Well, Ben is a paranoid player. He gets that edit every yeah. episode. And Boston Rob says it from the jury. Yeah. So I and feel Tony, like if he sees one get played, he'll yeah. play his own. And Tony just, Tony has known where all the votes are every time. So Tony, he's if he's sure about it, he's not going to do it. On his second time, he kind of went nuts and flamed out. He's, his style is just crazy. How it it's it's working? Is he a goat? Like, I mean, yeah. he's getting a great edit, but what what's going to happen with the jury? If he well, we did it? see when Jeremy got voted out. When I, on my watch, my second watch, I noticed this. Jeremy goes, "Who did it? Who did it?" Mm-hmm. And Tony goes, <laughs> "Sorry, Jay." So. Yeah, it was hard to catch who said it. it. So, like, is Jeremy going to love that or hate that? I mean, I feel like Jeremy would respect it, like, would hate, like, would be mad at Tony, but respect it. You know, you kind of want to vote for the person who got you out. Like, yeah, you got me. 
Well, you so, know what? If Wendell had turned around and said who did it, it would have had to be Jeremy being like, you know, sorry, oh. W. <laughs> w. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, do you think that's why Wendell was smiling when Jeremy got voted out? Jeremy, I mean, Maybe. Wendell was like combing his beard and just smiling. I was like, dang, Wendell. Sorry. I actually wonder if Jeremy had much love on the jury. I know. it's Because he was the big, the big threat. Right. And that's why they got him out. Let me look at my notes. Like when they were determining. I mean, the only person who gave him any love was Natalie. He didn't really receive any fire tokens from. He, he didn't receive any fire tokens no. from anyone else. No. And okay. So we're thinking about where Jeremy went wrong. That's what he said when he got to the edge. He was like, I've just been thinking about where did I go wrong, but I just need to move forward. Where I think Jeremy went wrong is that he was targeting Ben. And then we hear Tony saying confessional, I don't want Jeremy to go, but he's targeting Ben and I want Ben. So where Jeremy went wrong is that he needed to talk to Tony separately and say, Tony, who should we get out and let Tony make the call. And Jeremy needed to be willing to vote out Michelle. You know, if it's you or if it's you or someone else, just be willing to get rid of them if it Mm -hmm. comes down to it. And I, I think that's where Jeremy went wrong. Just not, just making his own plan rather than being willing to vote out anyone. So Mike, if you're in a, in, in Jeremy's position where you've got an ally in Michelle, but she's not in on the numbers, she's giving you it's 50, 50 coin to be using there. There's this other group of people that are the more threatening people that you kind of need to keep. Like, where do you see your movement? Like, do you stick with your loyalty of the person who's, you know, working with you but doesn't have any say or do you throw them under the bus in order to further yourself but potentially get voted out the next round? I mean, I would have thrown them, her under the bus and just gone with the group and been flexible. I think the biggest thing, it was like, I got to get Ben. I got, you can't have your target focused on one person like that. You've got to, you've got to, it's a mobile game now. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. 2003. Like you've got to, you can't just go with this guy. Like I don't like him. That's great. <laughs> right. Maybe no one else likes him. Take him to the end and beat him at the with the jury. Like I would have. And then they didn't even use it on the first time he could have gone. So yeah. Yeah. I I'm a I'm a firm believer at the moment. <laughs> at the moment, I'm a firm believer at the moment. <laughs> at the moment. Um, <laughs> I firmly believe that, at this time. <laughs> yeah, it may change, but if if. The, if you can get to the end sitting next to people that will be harder to beat or compromise your ability to get to the end, trying to position yourself next mm-hmm. to somebody who you've got a better chance at beating. I believe that the, you know, getting to the end, first of all, Pres- is the better option. President Is the word presidents? <laughs> oh my gosh. Me and words today. I agree. You just need to get to the end. <laughs> You just need right. to get to the end. That's it, you know? And I am I am totally okay with the Dom-Wendell situation from Ghost Island. I am okay that mm-hmm. they went with each other knowing that they were going to have to battle each other out, you know? It mm-hmm. happened, and it was clearly so close that there was a tie that, mm-hmm. like, you you couldn't say one way or, or another. You know Dom looks back and thinks that. I think that's the only that, thing that I'm, like, happy that happened that season. That's, like, the, <laughs> that's that my takeaway of that season. That's yeah, like so, the whole season was a bit of a eh. the thing that redeemed it was oh we had the first tie ever with two people who clearly played a game that was worthy of winning. Mm-hmm. You know, we needed that. 
Yeah, that's the and uh, Tony said about this season that he wants to get Michelle out because this is the Super Bowl of Survivor. We don't need any goats. Like that was so rude. I was like, oh, <laughs> do you guys? I mean, do you think Michelle's getting the goat look? I mean, they obviously think that in the game, but I think her, because- her, her her opponents were more ranked than her win season. Like Aubrey and Ty have a huge rep. Like Tony beat Trish. Cass, who's divisive, Wu, who made a horrible mistake. Like, yeah. I don't know where he's talking. Like, he's all that in a bag of chips. Plus, he had the Tyler Perry idol, which yeah. he could play after. It was the old, you know, to what Terry and you had in the old days. So, I mean, Dion's I mean, loving this. Dion's not a Tony fan <laughs> or used to not be. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I was like, dang. Well, watch her win this season and he'll be eating his words. <laughs> I think I think it might be a case of he gets to the end believing he's won the game. And then I, I don't know how good oh Tony gosh. is at defending his own moves as Without opposed to crediting somebody else. The same way that we see him time and time again at the Tribal Council and he'll look at somebody like Adam and say, do you that need moment. me to explain this to you? Yeah. Like he comes up a little bit condescending and mm-hmm. arrogant. I'm not saying that that's who he is, but that's definitely how he comes across. If Tony loses to Michelle, I will lose my mind. My mind will be lost. Our finale recap will be insane. (laughs) I will just be (laughs) like, like, hey guys, this podcast is going to go for five hours. Welcome Um, to Buffs (laughs) to Drop podcast. And my name is Dion. Fire rabbit. (laughs) What is life? (laughs) Amazing. Um, So we talked about how like, well, I talked about why I think Jeremy lost because he wasn't willing to vote out um, anybody else Michelle. besides Ben. Um, mm-hmm. Do you guys want to talk oh. about Nick's vote out and where Nick went mm-hmm. wrong? And that was a little bit harder to kind of take notes on. It was just like, okay, where did Nick go wrong? Did he like do the Michelle? Michelle told him that he dug his own grave by voting out Jeremy. Like he didn't know he was at the bottom of the alliance. That's what she said straight to his face. Is that what went wrong for him? I think so because that's why his well, his win was you know being around and just winning when he had to and he yeah. couldn't he couldn't win and he didn't he was the newest winner and they had this they, other beef so that's what I think that's what happened to him and he didn't get the right read on people I don't think there was a scenario without winning immunities where he could have won he's a good yeah. dude but I don't think he could this season this season yeah well David versus Goliath I think he went against the optimal people yeah. So. Yeah, I do think that there is um, something to say about certain seasons and gameplay and stuff like that. Um, more often, we tend to see people who are in like a tight two. They, you know, share all of their information. They get to get to the end together. One of them gets cut by the majority, and then the other person's the clear. Like, let's get them to the end because they're going to win. Um, Nick doesn't really play with other people. Um, in the sense that he's loyal. Um, he's, he's there. They all called him shady. Like they don't right. trust him. Cause they just don't think they, he doesn't make them comfortable. And I think what happened his first season was that everybody wanted to get each other out and he yeah. was willing and able to jump on board. And he was but working this... the minority numbers really well. He was working the underdogs. Yeah. Pre-merge post-merge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was just hopping where he had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they all kind of like got each other. And then he was like, Hey, I, I actually worked with the flow where this season, the flow 
is you can see the stream. You know it's going to get there, but can you build a dam to stop it? Like, <laughs> you know, if that's going to happen, let's do it. I might just do it closer to the edge because I can't, like it's valuable that it will happen now, but it, that was a terrible analogy. But it was it's just one of those situations of like we can see it. It's blatant. He's not playing very differently to the first time he played. He's clearly intimidated with, by the people he's playing against. And I believe that the reason he stuck around is because people didn't find him threatening. Yeah. The only thing that happened was he won immunity when they wanted to get him out, but it didn't mm-hmm. stop them from getting him out the next vote. But he's to say... Is that what's going to happen with Michelle? They couldn't get her out this vote, so are they going to get her out next vote? Um, sometimes we see people who were supposed to go home win the challenge and then spin it the next week, and then they end up winning. It's yeah, you know, it depends she on the player. Terrible that one challenge this oh, week. Oh gosh, it was hard oh. to watch. I'm not really a challenge person per se, but yeah. that was just like wow, like. And it's got to be, there's 100 people watching her and she's fatigued and you get something that you're just not good at. It's got to be horrible to be in that. I, I just still think that she's playing in the back of her mind. Like every single episode, I need to prove why I should be here. Yep, yep. You think and she's taking them in or you think she just sucked or do you think she did that intentionally? No, I think she I, just sucked. Yeah, I think it was literally she, I think she's burnt out. And she she gets this optimistic. She is so well spoken. Mm-hmm. Like I like I'm intimidated because the first time she played, she said she was 24, and I did not know that she was that young. Yeah. You know, she's she's currently 29 years old, and the way that she can articulate herself when Jeff asks her a question at Tribal Council and not feel like she has to like, you know sugarcoat it or you know Mm. try not to step on toes she's very like clear-cut she knows what she wants to say so i just yeah i admire that in her uh it's it's well known within the survivor community that michelle has like the least respect from jeff like it's like jeff probes least favorite winner i think that what we're seeing in this season i think that she's winning his respect back like i feel like you see him like loving the michelle show and i think that I think that she's really proven herself and I think that he's like on board when I first watched it, when she won that immunity challenge and he said, no claps. I thought that he well, was she the one. said, no, yeah, claps. I thought at first I thought he brought it up first and I was like, Oh, look, look at him defending her. But she was the one who goes, she goes, no claps. And he goes, Oh, are you talking about how no one's clapping for you? She's like, yep. And I rewound to look at Nick's immunity win and they clapped for Nick when he won. It's like, mm-hmm. wow. They, mm-hmm. They're subconscious. Their subconscious didn't want to clap for her. You know, if they were really, if they were really mentally like with it, they would have clapped for her. But they just weren't thinking about it. I think they they don't want it to say it out loud. But I think they're worried that if she gets to the end, she'll win. Yeah, and that's what it really comes down to. She has some great bonds on the jury. Um, well, I will. I, I do want to bring up. We we jump to the next episode, but yeah. we have a moment in the first tribal council where Michelle decides to play her fifty fifty. <laughs> that dance oh, yeah. was everything. <laughs> okay, so when Jeff said, "All right, you're gonna flip this coin," I'm like, "Sweet," and he's like, "And it's gonna land on here, this small little platform." <laughs> I was like, "In what world?" <laughs> coin flip, and it was like one rotation like it was she had it one way and she just went like like i'll do that a hundred times game. all you gotta do is put it down side up and just flip it over it's like a little right. kid cheating at a board game 
Like, <laughs> yeah. So it, it made something that could have been iconic really underwhelming. Um, because she was ecstatic and she just kind of looked a little loopy because I'm like, well, I'd hope I could flip a coin once as well. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, what was not a good look for her is how she she took forever to deliberate whether it was for her or Jeremy. And um, I just think that's not a good look for the jury. They want to see someone who's in control of what they're doing, not someone going, oh, I don't know. Um, I disagree. I'll, it'll be for me. You know, I disagree because I think what she was toying up in her I'm gonna mind I'm going to do the Jeremy was, face at you while you're talking. Yeah, just like daggers. I think because he's <laughs> looking at her and she she can play it this way. If I vote, if I use this on Jeremy, who I know is getting the most votes, uh-huh. there's a good chance I'm going home. Yes. But if they didn't put the, enough votes on me, I get to save Jeremy and myself. Yeah. So I don't think it was about her deciding who's going home. I think she knew who was going home. I think it was just more about her Reading figuring out. Reading the room? It was more if she could figure out if she could save both of them. Well, and I'm just saying couldn't. she should have done that before she was at the podium and just like act like at the podium going, oh. Hi. And the Revo would have killed her. I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think she made the. Yeah. I think she made the best move, but I do think that there's something about standing in front of a group of people and having them make eye can- contact with you or not like make Jeremy eye did? contact with you. Yep. That will allow you to have a little more information. I mean, was it a good look when Tony said, hey, Jeff, give me a moment and then starts whispering to Jeremy? You know, people haven't necessarily talked about that. I'm like, so why is this, you know? And then you've got Jeremy being like, oh, am I going to play my coin? Like everybody's done it. Like mm-hmm. nobody has this season has actually gone up and said, I'm doing this. Like even Jeremy mm-hmm. and Sarah having their back and forth. Uh, 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 like nobody, except for Adam. Adam was the only person would, who was like, I'm going to use that uh, idol. That's I not would, an idol. That, that thing on the podium? Yes. That thing you can't take off? Yes. Oh, um, I would say that Jeremy um, hesitating to play the coin was a bad look as well. I just think mm. looking uncertain. when Okay. When it looks like your decision is actually someone else's influence on you, that's mm-hmm. what I think the bad look is. I think that when Jeremy was trying to determine whether to use a coin flip and you could obviously tell that it was Tony's influence that was making him make his choice. It's like mm-hmm. Tony got the power from that move. Yeah. Jeremy balls the steel for not doing it, but Tony gets the, um, the power. The jury doesn't want to vote for someone who's uncertain of what's going on. They want to know that someone knows what's going on and has, mm-hmm. um, I keep on saying authority. I, f- I feel like I'm missing the word. Um, knows what's going on and like, and has a good grip of stuff. So, Aware, yeah, control, yeah. Mm-hmm. awareness. Yep. What do you guys think about the whispering in general? Like philosophically, we're we're yeah, with that. <laughs> I haven't heard this chat. Like, what well, that started season thirty three? I think like why is that cool? Like, what do you think about it? It's happened at Survival Challenge where people kind of talk around. What do you? How do you feel mm-hmm. when it happens at Survival Challenge? I love it. I love seeing people scramble. I think we made a rule intentionally after your season four, seven, that you can talk, but you can't talk once the voting starts. Or it's not supposed to. John's supposed to control it. I'm watching what I want. It was actually ethical because I don't think you all should talk when somebody's voting. That's BS. Yeah, Yeah, we just kept doing um, it and no one was telling us stop. We're like, okay. Well, it was the Apeezy Tribal Council where there was five of us left and John went up to vote. Laura came back (laughs) and she looked at me and she goes, I voted for you. But the rest of you should vote for John. So it was like, all right, there's clearly stuff going on while he's not here. So yeah, we need to kind of yeah. like 
It wasn't like awful, awful, but, and I, and I know it's, it did happen the season before us too. Like I'd heard that, like there's talking, like nothing, like the one thing I do remember, like I would come back from voting and I'd be like, guys, I didn't find an idol. You need to find the idol. Cause we had the clue that said it was going to be under the table. I was like, I looked under the table, but someone else should look too. you know, that kind of talking. But, um, I, so I hated it. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mike. I find tribal councils super boring when we get the cagey answers. I want the drama up front. And if we're getting mm-hmm. drama up front, you know, like Des calling me out, it's that's what I like. And um, and so, like, the two tribal councils we got this past episode were boring to me. I found them boring. I want to see stuff. And um, I like the whispering if we get the subtitles so we know what's going on. It's boring to watch a bunch of people whispering and you don't know what's going on that's my thought i like every other i don't like it every time for yeah. like 20 minutes a little here and, and there they don't either it, it's like like a puzzle's great but after every challenge in with a puzzle then puzzles aren't that great like oh i put together another puzzle like great mm-hmm. good, good for you mm-hmm. oh you fell off a ledge again great thrilling <laughs> yeah. television <laughs> i will yeah. never give that up <laughs> falling mm-hmm. off a narrow ledge <laughs> But that seriously, it's like for, for, I'm surprised no one's had a medical situation. The way they're standing on the at least the triangle ledge, like that, that could be rough for men or women if they fell wrong on that. So, <laughs> I don't know why they well, do my, it. It's, it's like the pole hang. Like that's super dangerous. They do it all the time. Like I know. I mean, we saw Lauren in um, which one was that? The edge of edge edge of extinction. The first season, we saw her faint collapse. Yeah. And do this really extravagant soft landing, surprisingly. I think that's what ha- happens when you faint. Your body goes numb and you don't resist. And therefore, you t- your your body can actually resist the impact. Mm-hmm. I know in car accidents, when people faint, they're, like, better because they're just limb. Yeah. Um, but when they, like, you know, tense up, they're tense in up more danger. Blow out your spine. But, yeah. Right. So, like, but we saw her. She wasn't like close to the ground necessarily and not only that there's a piece of a wooden block that's just falling now so like these challenges aren't necessarily like super safe um the idol on the top of the stick the same way that when joe you know when he passed out yeah Yeah. so it's like there's there's some stuff that could happen and um yeah i mean we haven't seen a in challenge injury in a long time we saw it like a heart attack once that was interesting mm-hmm. oh dear russell swan oh yeah um mike what do you think of the whispering or did you kind of already sum that up or i i like the idea and i like it sparingly i guess it's like a good spice you, you sprinkle it in but you don't dump half the bottle into what you're eating and i but you're I cool wanna... with like the the um I, what did you say philosophy the philo- that like it's okay st- strategically you know, like, there's some people who are against I'm okay, it. But how much is actually like from you guys that actually played your season, did stuff mm-hmm. literally change at Tribal or was it all just smoke and mirrors for right. the jury or the audience? Like, did shit actually change or were we just whispering in each other's ears? Like, what was happening? Right. Well, no, I think it's <sighs> like just trying to get Bryce not to do something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> My mortal enemy forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other stuff from this episode. The big ticket items. Um, okay, so I do need to bring up what was going through Denise's mind when she was like, "Hey guys, 
I know it's possibly me. Can we just be well fed and then I'll buy us rock? Like, did she just want to eat? Because that's kind of what I'm getting that out of it. That was super weird. I didn't, I didn't, I was like, what is she going was faking, on? But like, why did she need to fake? What who well, was she is faking it, out? Was she trying? Okay, so we did see her make a move a couple tribals earlier where she's like, nope, I'm done. Yeah. I've had it. Yeah. Like, was this her way of saying, nope, I'm done. I've had it. I don't want to have drama and chaos in tribal at, at um, camp. Yeah. I want to make sure that we're all like. Though. I won't go with the Twitter horde. I was just kind of weird. Like, why won't you interact with Jeremy? I, I found I that. Know. I know. I think that we just saw her after like 30 minutes where mm-hmm. Jeremy is trying to just like reiterate something that she's already decided. But then and she it's loses like, a jury uh, vote because of a quick. Um, First, I don't know? know that she's lost his voice. Maybe it is, didn't even happen. I always saw it. Maybe it was some shot they had from other, some other tribal. Oh, gosh. She, she did not lose his vote. So? She saved him yeah, when Sandra did. went home. Like, people seem to forget these things. I know. You know, she's the reason he stayed in the game. So, everybody check yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Denise. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Um, okay, let's talk about the edge at all, I guess. We've talked about who we think is coming back. When mm-hmm. I was watching the challenge again where Natalie finds the, the throne of stone, um, mm-hmm. I saw Ethan's <laughs> Ethan's elbow was bleeding. They didn't show Ethan must have fallen because mm-hmm. I saw blood running down his arm. And I knew it was him because he had his like blue-gray shirt on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, oh, poor Ethan. Like he is just really worse. fighting out there, and I will say, um, you know, Ethan has made me cry on the edge. And why does Amber make me cry every time she talks? Her moment talking about the edge of extinction, I'm like, I don't see any. We don't see anything from her, but here she is. Every time she talks, I cry. She is the voice of the edge, in my opinion. She's the narrator of the edge of extinction she's so well i've said it before i could listen to her for hours she's so well articulated i'm huge fan of her being out there and i'm i'm look i'm so glad she's out there it honestly because she yeah i didn't i never saw this side of amber and i needed to see this side of amber yeah and she's obviously taken a lot from her experience out there yeah yeah she disappeared after heroes you know Reverse after All Stars, but even in Rob's other season, she's just very aloof. I said hi to her at Redemption Island. I knew she was just trying to get out of the lobby and didn't want to bother us. I'm like, yeah, hey, it's good to see. You. And she's like, hey, Mike, good to see it. And she like fled. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad she's out here and in the limelight because she lets her husband have so yes. much of it. And I wish she would. She lives like four hours from a huge charity event. They could both come down and bring the kids, and people, people yeah. want to interact with her so yeah you could just tell she's someone who just keeps to herself you know she loves her family and mm-hmm. and i just loved hearing her talk about how she just lives the go 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 life and she's just been able to be still and slow down i've and you know and you know they're starving out there we saw how much rice they got and i just cannot imagine like, that much oh my yeah, god jeremy's reaction <laughs> like, like this oh. is how much you eat yeah, so um, I kind of got a little glimpse. I didn't pause on the little clip that shows their edge challenge, which I did last time, but I did pause the show on the note that they got. And so the next challenge has at least it has um, a um, rope bridge. Is that what it's called? Where they, they build it 
th- I think they might have to build it themselves. Oh, um, they have to, to uh, throw something, r- throw something on a rung or something like that. Probably like a, a hoop on a rung situation. And mm-hmm. then they also have to maneuver balls through a table maze. So that might be the final um, puzzle is maneuvering balls through a maze. So whatever Rob's good at, uh, he's a dark horse too. Cause he's, he's a, he could come back. Who knows? Like, could he? Oh no! There's no way. He's oh, just my favorite. So yep. there is. We saw a lot of footage of poverty. I was actually just thinking when you were talking about the steps of this challenge. I used to love, 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 love the second chances challenges. It used to be the 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 oh, car so was like the prize. When they take little bits of of the challenges from that season and oh, make yeah, a new challenge with them, oh, they don't do it anymore. But what I liked about those as well was it was done in stages. Yeah, yep. six people are getting through this round. Four people are getting through this round. Three people through. Two people like, and for me, like that would be a way that I would love to see. The people edge. get back from the edge. <gasps> that, that should be. I like that. That's exactly how it should be. You know, let's get rid of one person at a time, and then they can say their farewell and go away. Like oh, everybody gets yeah. there. Do you know what I mean? Like it seems a little more. Um, what we should have had instead poetic. of the recap. What we were. Dion had planted the seed. Dion, I'm so <laughs> mad at you that you got me real Sorry. excited <laughs> that we would get the edge challenge at the end of this episode. Um, I was thinking, oh yeah, we got 20 minutes left. We're going to get the, we're going to get the challenge. And Dion was saying in the chat, he was like, even if we don't know who comes back, at least we can know who like maybe the final contenders are. So we get a little like, like cliffhanger, but mm-hmm. no, we got, we got the recap. And uh, I, I hope we don't get that recap again during the next episode. Cause that's usually right. in the finale. So hopefully we don't mm-hmm. get it in the finale. I'm fine with that. They're yeah. gonna cram that finale with so much stuff so the reunion shows minimal when they do their Zoom because I don't know how the Botox on probes will handle Zoom. So <laughs> Yeah, what I do you think about think this Zoom reunion, guys? I I hate it because I've been, been to every oh. finale since Samoa. So. Are you gonna zoom bomb them so you could actually be there? <laughs> we're, actually, we're actually having a big uh, Zoom meeting, all the people that hang out in the lobby. So oh, we're perfect. having our own and we're gonna try to invite some of the People like Sandra that would actually stop by. I think that's the 12, so, yeah. They would just jump into the Zoom call? <laughs> well, boy, yeah, I'll send you the link. I don't care. Hey, it's Big Mike, I was going to I was gonna, I was gonna try real hard to be there this year. I was making plans, but I hadn't technically talked to my boss yet. So good <laughs> thing I didn't. Uh... It's worth it. You don't want to go to the show. The show taping is amazing when you can finally do it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. You can come out every time and meet the cast and, I went out my first time for China, but I met the people at the hotel. Like, you don't meet anybody at the finale. Like, I met Mike from Kid Nation and, you know, different people in the crowd, but you don't meet the cast. Yeah. I mean, I I would only – I only go to these events nowadays because I have friends who are going to be there. Like, that's right. the best part. Like, oh, yeah, cool. See Survivors. It's like, I get to hang out with Mike and Dion. <laughs> It's yeah. more fun to see all my wacky friends. I like, know, the crazy like people. Yeah. This, <laughs> like, literally, I always say to people, I'm like, yeah, I go. And they're like, so do you go to the show? I'm like, not all the time. I just hang out with my friends in a hotel lobby. And I'm like, it's it's my Comic-Con. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, we, at least we don't perfectly. cosplay. That's the one thing we don't do, thank God. So, yeah, we'd show up like, in dirty underwear. 
Yeah. Well, no, you probably <laughs> dressed up like survivors or something really nerdy. We don't do that. So. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to send you a picture, Mike, of uh, a survivor I dressed up like for the season 39 premiere. I, I got a couple good uh, retweets mm-hmm. from. Nice. I can't wait to see it. You'll have to guess who I- it is. <laughs> I do want to. I do want to mention a drop your buff moment yes. that I thought was hilarious. It was more like, ah, uh, my jaw has just dropped because that was iconic, and I'm so glad that that happened. But when Michelle called out Jeff Probst for wearing a blue <gasps> oh, button up and khakis, she says, "I needed this idol, this immunity, like a fish needs water. Like you need a blue button up and khakis." <laughs> it was epic. It was fantastic. She's amazing. And I'm like, I that's- yeah, I was like, that's enough. You, Do you think she was planning that? Do you think she had that in her holster ready to go? I mean, whether she did or not, I'm glad she did. <laughs> Lines like that, I need some prep. I need to like be, I'm on the boat, I'm ready for tribal council, and I'm thinking of stuff, funny stuff I could say. You know, that, that mm-hmm. I, it takes me a while to get there. Um, well, it was very well executed. A really quick story about planning a a line is I'll tell this really quick, but my brother did a coning prank at McDonald's where when you order an ice cream cone, they pull the cone out and you just grab the ice cream instead of the cone. And I'm telling you the drive through line, it took us 30 minutes to get through this drive through line. And the whole time, all of us in the car were just these giddy, like young college kids like, oh yeah, this is going to be the best prank ever. And, and we were like, oh, what should, what should my brother say when he does the prank? Like, he needs to have, like, a, a line, like, something to say when he does it. And I'm the one who came up with it. And what he said is he grabs the ice cream and he goes, oh, no, not again. And then he just takes off driving. <laughs> and I just, I think about that all the time. Like, it took us 30 minutes to come up with it, but I'm really proud of it. <laughs> I mean, you have to. And I, it's, it's also funny because that was such a thing at the time. And so he had the added pressure that, like, He's not the first person to do this. Like he has to one up someone. Like at least with Michelle, like she could at least, you know, hit or miss. I either do it or I don't. Yeah. But like it's, it's it'll be a missed opportunity otherwise. She nailed it. Um, anything else from this episode you guys want to talk about before we talk about what's coming up next? Hmm. Well, get check the notes. So. Well, we can talk numbers. I love that you took so many notes. That's fantastic. <laughs> but. Well, okay, so here's the logistics. We're going to go into the episode. We're going to find out who the sixth person is. They'll come back into the game. We'll have six going down to five, five going down to four, fire-making challenge, final three. So we've got a lot of footage to cover. I know. Mind you, we're also going to have cut twos of, I'm, I'm assuming whoever gets voted out in sixth place, fifth place, they're going to have one-on-one Zoom chats with Jeff. In oh between. yeah like they used to do with the live finale oh, okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. good good thought um do you think we got a foreshadowing of tony losing to ben in fire we got a little glimpse of him saying that he doesn't want to go to fire with ben he doesn't want to lose to ben in fire and so that i think maybe... that was the, some foreshadowing okay. harbinger there yeah yeah that was it was slight but it was there and yeah. oh gosh what a way to go to lose to ben in fire They've been showing Tony overplaying a lot with the spy, the spy shacks and the spy mm-hmm. nests. Nests in the bunkers. Mm-hmm. The bunker. Mm-hmm. I, like I, from, from a production standpoint, I, I love that. But if I was playing with Tony, I would want to slit his throat in, at night. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no way I would put up with that because I'm a ham bone myself. So I would try to be out doing that. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I, I also want to bring up, we haven't mentioned Sarah at all, but we got oh, an, I know. We got yeah. an, uh, a scene between Michelle and Sarah at the mm-hmm. start of the first episode, mm-hmm. which I thought was incredible. Was it or the first Michelle, or the no, second episode? the start of the second one where Michelle's calling her out and saying, you're not going to win yeah. the Tony. She, yeah, absolutely. And Michelle's like, you can see, you can see Sarah listening, but then she goes and like pretty much calls her out straight away. But yeah. Michelle wasn't wrong. Mm-mm. Like she wasn't making things up. She and you can tell being... that Sarah does not, Sarah believes she can beat him. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but can you Sarah? Like, like, but here's the thing. I don't know that. So, okay. Let's, we can't deny that Tony's done some pretty incredible stuff in the end game. Um, but the thing is, you know, Michelle did some pretty incredible stuff early game. Sarah did some pretty sh- good stuff middle game. You know, it was like everybody's kind of got their strengths. But when it comes to what I'm realizing is when it comes to this game, like people want to know what you did, like to get to the seat that you're sitting in. Like what happened mm-hmm. in the last two, three rounds that really solidified you getting to where you are now. So now we're seeing Michelle actually pull her socks up again. Tony's still got some stuff under his belt. What has Sarah done? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think she's a little worried. Um, and I'm interested to see if she would be willing to cut Tony out prior to, like, just to make sure she gets to the end. It would be amazing because we've been getting the footage of her telling Tony, don't, don't cut me, Tony. Don't cut me, Tony. Uh, mm-hmm. you'll, you, I'll never talk to you again. And then what if she does it to him? <gasps> and that will be her move. Her first before she does. I think he could, I see him. You'll, you think he'll do it? I think he, it's for two million. He's the one that's been the most cutthroat, the most intense. Like, yeah, I think he would do it. And she's like, about you. That was a drop your buff like outside the game. Like, I'm not going to speak to you ever again. Like, that I seemed know. pretty legit from Sarah. So, but he might because they're their original season. Like, they're both Kagai on. So, there's a yeah. lot of mm-hmm. the original group. There's even if you play again, there's always that original bond. So. Well, they have a really interesting story because she said, she's like, you know, we played our first season together, you won. We played our second season together, I won. You know, and now here we are. Mm-hmm. So to have the two of them sitting at the end together would be pretty iconic. However, would it be even more iconic if they made fire against each other? <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yeah, of course. Uh, of, uh, I want to see them battle it out, but I also... The intensity. Uh, I'm. I know that a lot of people are kind of disappointed in how the last few episodes have gone, and not being really thrilled with who we have in the finale. But it's it's Tony in the finale. It's Sarah. Who thought Sarah was going to make it this far? Denise. Denise. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm. I'm fine with it. I'm loving it, and I, I'm ready for this finale. I'm. Ex- I'm so excited. Yeah. Well. We're going to get three hours of very interesting content because we don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know how they're going to edit it. (laughs) Uh I do know that from watching the Australian version, they had some people together. It was, you know, there's no canned laughter. There's no audience responses. It's a little raw and they're a little vulnerable. So it may seem a little underwhelming. I'm not preparing myself to be extremely overwhelmed with the quality. Do you think CBS is sending them all? Uh, video cam- uh, cameras, like webcams. The network like nice affiliates, thing. I would imagine the network affiliates are going to get them like a camera. I would yeah. guess. Yeah. It's not like on some like, shoddy laptop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe a good internet connection as well. Yeah. Don't green screen <laughs> it, I hope, and make oh, them gosh. all look exotic. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's what I'm very interested in. Um, 
and you know it's not going to be live live like it's going to be mm-hmm. like an hour beforehand so they can edit it all together and make sure there's no hiccups yeah. um i do have a question for you mike what are your views on the future of survivor oh yeah we should talk about that huh i'm worried about the show the taping when it can happen safely for the the mm-hmm. 400 production people like that's been delayed and that's not happened for that's since the new format at uh, Samoa and uh, Heroes versus Villains where they go back to back. I'm really worried about it getting aired. I think it could be tape delayed if they finally get out there in the summer. It could be like Africa because of 9-11 didn't air to October. It could be mm-hmm. pushed back. It could straddle its usual season maybe, maybe start in November or something. Well, we did see that Amazing Race is going to be in a fall spot. Mm-hmm. Did you guys yeah, see that? So maybe- Maybe yeah. that's the gap filler. Maybe yeah. the race is on Wednesday at eight, and that's that's a paradigm shift. So I I, I want it to exist. I, I know I'm going to seek counseling if it ever goes off. But Probst <laughs> says he's into season fifty. Production all is good. It's it's super. Probst has said that. Probst on it. I said it was a tweet or Facebook. He said he wants to go to fifty. I saw. I mean, maybe Praise it was God. even Dalton in Entertainment Weekly. But it's all about. If it wins its time slot, which it usually mm-hmm. still can, then it'll keep going. It's going to be around. The masked yeah. singer crap. <laughs> Is that the big contender? Re- yeah, it's can't stand. Are <laughs> 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 you just slit well, those throats too? <clears throat> that's why I didn't watch Friends for years. Is I I same I time went against. I mean, Survivor went against Friends, and I'm like. Smell you later, friends. I'm not going to watch you mm-hmm. for a decade. So, <laughs> yeah. Love well, it. okay. So, so we've got um, we've got the finale next week. The following week, the amazing race begins. No, they pushed um, it back. They pushed yeah, it to the fall. Sorry, I'm Australian. I feel, so when bad. I feel so bad that I just broke the news <laughs> to you. It's in September. They they pushed oh, wow. it back to September. Why though? What have they got in it? Because they because they want amazing race to be their fall big Reality show, show yeah. because they won't have anything else filmed oh. to present so these poor people who are on amazing race and they don't get to see it air for like two years yeah the last two seasons they don't yeah um because yeah. okay because for me it was like it was one of those things that i was under the impression that you know if restrictions get um you know improved we could see the fall slot being big brother because I know. you can actually yeah. record that in real time and put it up in real time. You can't do that with any of their other shows, like scripted or non-scripted. So it was like, we're missing out on Big Brother. <laughs> Mike's face is great. Don't you love Big Brother, Mike? <laughs> I didn't even watch last season of Big Brother, and I met one of the guys at Nick's uh, premiere party. I'm like, hey, dude, I, I used to watch Big Brother, but I didn't watch your season. <laughs> oh, my gosh, who was it? Ori or whatever. Oh, Ori. Ovi. Oh, Ovi, Ovi, oh we love whatever. Ovi. But yeah. Winston was there, and I'm like, dude, I freaking loved you on. I don't yeah. like Big, Big Brother's not my show, man. But you were great. He was, he was loving that. Yeah. 
I got to come down okay. to one of those uh, every time. It just sucks that it's on a Wednesday night. It's a work night to drive an hour mm-hmm. to go to those premiere parties. But I'm so close. Ugh, I, I probably missed my opportunity. Oh, well, well, I didn't I didn't go to the um, winners at war premiere party, which was a Rob has a podcast party. Because mm-hmm. yeah. one, I thought it was I a Rob has a podcast party. I didn't realize a majority of the cast was going to be there. Yeah. Two, I was under the impression that I was going to be able to go to the finale and get to see everybody then. And then now I'm looking at it going, uh, missed opportunity. Yep. COVID's got all the idols and advantages. We should get COVID out of here. Screw you, COVID. All right. Well, I mean, the scenes we got from next week are just, are so vague. We saw Sarah Mm -hmm. and Tony arguing like we always do in our scenes from next week. And then we see Michelle saying she wants to shake stuff up. That's it. We know we're (laughs) going to get the challenge. We know we're going to get a winner. I'm, I'm so pumped. I'm, I'm excited to see a challenge with this many people competing individually. Like that's exciting for me. That edge challenge is going to be off the chain. Yeah. I don't. Ooh. I'm ready. Yeah. How many we'll times are they going to run up the freaking mountain and do shit? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Every edge was like, run up the mountain. Times. Run up the mountain. So what, do you, so what do you think? We get, we get somebody back from the edge. Then we move the people from their current Island to the, edge island we get them to do all of the edge activities and collecting logs and doing all that i mean it might be like island of idols all over again except they're going somewhere worse that's hysterical yeah oh gosh all right all right you guys this has been fun this has been great good time yeah oh yeah um do you think so mike was telling me that he had a podcast back uh in the day in the day um can you still find those podcasts on like an apple podcast or is there like a secret I way to find talk them? to my producer they they exist they're they they're around it's was mike on the mic on the rad reality network and yeah we had survivors almost every episode just yeah recapping what happened from uh san juan del stir through Heroes, healers, yeah. and hustlers. It's nice when the buffs are all around and you can and read. Like, yeah, look at which one. <laughs> when, you're, when you're 40 and you can't remember stuff. So. Gosh, yeah. I want to look. I want to listen to one of those. You're going to have to send me a good one. Like I'll a- try to find one of the best because I think I, I had Brandon Hans on and he oh, owed me money. So he oh, owed gosh. me some favors. So he was talking about all kinds of stuff he wasn't supposed to. So. Okay. Yeah. That sounds oh, wow. like I'm not a fan of the player, but I would be a fan of that podcast. When you've got face tats, there's no rules. So, there's no yeah. rules. Uh, Michael, so what we do at the end is we kind of drop our handles of like, so if people want to follow us, do you want to invite people to be part of your Facebook 5000? Or like, do you want to? Uh, yeah, I want to <laughs> I wanna add me on Facebook if you were not added. I'm on Twitter technically, but I haven't logged in in like a year because <laughs> I just, I don't like hundred and whatever characters. That's it's not my style. <laughs> I, I have an Instagram, but I don't even. I think it's just my name. So add me on Facebook, people. I need to hit five thousand. Let's go. Yeah, Michael Albright. You'll see all his like inside Survivor info. Mm-hmm. I'm Hannah Julia. We got Dion Alexander, and Mike. We are so so grateful you came on. This is this is great. Then this is great. And we'll screen each other and come down and check out the stuff behind me. And yes. Around the house, so, yeah. Yep. Yes. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> yeah. Dion will All fly right. in from Australia for it. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait. I can't wait to go and visit my friends again, my survivor friends, my uh, Comic Con people. I need a hug. I need a hug, Dion. Uh, <laughs> virtual hug. Hug. <laughs> 
<sighs> All right. And I was just saying, you were just saying that you're 40? Yeah, I turned 40 okay. in December, which I don't think I act 40, I hope. So. No. No, because I was going to say, well, that would make me the age you were when we met. Wow. Yeah. You're also the age of Survivor, Survivor 40. It's perfect. I'm the if age you of Survivor. <laughs> if you haven't thought about that yet. Borneo, yeah. That's... Wow. I'm just, I, I, I do have to say, I have to be that smushy, cushy person and be Uh-oh. like, I am so glad that I could have met you 10 years ago and that we can be sitting here now. It's a big sentiment to who we are. Yep, wipe away the tears. Um, because... <laughs> you, man. I, I have a lot of people very important in my life and you're right at the top so uh, thanks, oh, we're pokemon go friends guys it's official <laughs> yeah give me some rare regionals over there if you've got some for sure <laughs> some shiny don't worry i've been collecting them don't what, did you, yeah, <laughs> what are the regional what do you have right now so what do you have that we don't we've got the chitat the parrot bird with the musical note kangaskhan zangus um, I just did a event, the Philly event. I got a bunch of Mr. Mimes, which I shouldn't have, but I've got. Um, but yeah, Send so me a all picture. Of the- I don't even know what the hell a Zangus is, but I won't. <laughs> guys, find oh. find these guys on Pokemon Go if you're listening. Yeah, right. I'm sure you guys <laughs> like. Hey, add me, and we'll send gifts, and we can catch all yeah. monsters. <laughs> yeah, we need a Survivor it. app. <laughs> I don't oh, know what we, we can catch. Just app. tokens, fire t- tokens. Catch All right, survivors. <laughs> yeah, we catch survivors. That's you, Mike with its five hundred and sixty-two. Yeah, and then All we right. just walk around with our logs. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Done. Done. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, guys. Let's call it. Let's call it a podcast, and we've got one more to go. And time of death. <laughs> Oh, no. I'll drop the box. <laughs> yes. Love Woo! it, Mike. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. Besides that, I've got nothing for you. For the final episode of this season. Woo! All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> bye. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs.